0: Hello, and welcome back to the While We're Waiting, Hope After Child Loss podcast. Today I want to spend a few minutes just talking about something that has become very precious to me since Hannah went to heaven nearly 12 years ago. In fact, it'll be 12 years ago this week, and that is the topic of heaven. When we moved to our little community several years ago, we had the good fortune of buying a house next door to Gerald and Catherine Taylor, a retired pastor and his wife. It didn't take us long to become acquainted, and they quickly became very precious to us. They were like grandparents to our girls, and Brother Gerald was the first person we called when Hannah was diagnosed with her brain tumor. He came down the hill to our house and spent quite a bit of time with us that evening, praying for us and comforting us as we processed this frightening news. He shared Nahum 1-7 with us that evening. The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in Him and that verse became our theme as we walked through Hannah's cancer journey over the next year. When it was time for Hannah's life celebration after she went to heaven, we knew we wanted him to lead the service, and he did. Occasionally, Brother Gerald preaches at our church, and one Sunday evening a few years ago, he preached a sermon titled, Eight Things We Need to Know About Heaven. What do you know? My favorite topic. I started scrambling around for some paper and a pencil to take notes, and I didn't have a thing with me. So at the risk of people thinking I was texting during church, I grabbed my phone, opened up the notes app, and got busy. Here are the eight points that I recorded in my app that night. Number one, heaven is a real actual place. John fourteen two through three says, In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. Heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. Number two, heaven is always described as a perfect place. It is a place of perfect knowledge, perfect rest, and perfect joy. All mysteries will be revealed, and all questions will be answered. I really like thinking about how wise Hannah must be by now. It doesn't bother me a bit that she has far surpassed her mom in knowledge. I look forward to her teaching me some day. Number three: Heaven is a populated place. Revelation seven: nine and ten says, after this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. What an awesome thing to think about, isn't it? Number 4. Heaven is a permanent place. The Greek word used in John 14 referring to my father's house specifically refers to a permanent dwelling that never changes. Number five. Heaven is a beautiful place. One of the costliest, most valuable substances on earth, gold, is so common there they make streets out of it. Revelation one two says, And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Heaven is full of the beauty of holiness. There is nothing there that can defile it. Number 6. Heaven is a place of unbroken fellowship. Yes, we will have eternal fellowship with our friends and loved ones and our children who have gone on before, but we will also have eternal fellowship with God Himself. First Thessalonians 4.17 says, Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. Number 7. Heaven is a place of reward. Revelation 22.12 says, Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me, to repay everyone for what he has done. One of our greatest rewards will be the people who are in heaven because of us. And think of the reward that our children are already enjoying there. Number eight. Heaven is our home. There is no need for a passport or a tourist visa. This world is like a hotel room, temporary at best. Heaven is our real home. Hebrews 13.14 says, For here we do not have a lasting city but we are seeking the city which is to come. So that was the end of Brother Gerald's sermon. It just had eight points, but I added two of my own. So these last two points are mine. Number nine. Heaven is the place we were created for. If we feel incomplete here, and I certainly do, it's because this is not where we belong. We were created for something so much better. And number 10 heaven is the place where Hannah is. We didn't lose her on February 26, 2009. We know exactly where she is. And I am looking forward to the day when I will see her again in that real, perfect, populated, beautiful, permanent, rewarding home where our fellowship will be eternally unbroken. I want to close today's episode with part of an article, part of a blog post written by Tim Challies called The Only Tears in Heaven, and I'll link the full article in the show notes below, but I wanted to share this ending. The title of the blog post is The Only Tears in Heaven. It says, What greater promise do we have than this, that in a moment God will comfort all sorrow, that his tender hand will wipe away not just some tears, but every tear. He will wipe away our tears of grief, for never again will we endure loss, never again will we have to say farewell to those we love. He will wipe away our tears of pain, for never again will we experience the suffering of illness, the agony of physical trauma. He will wipe away our tears of anxiety, for never again will we fret over an unknown future. Never again will we weep with anxious uncertainty as we consider the hazy days to come. He will wipe away our tears of despondency, for never again will we be overwhelmed by the cares of life, never again overshadowed by the darkness of depression. He will wipe away our tears of fearfulness, for never again will we need to fear the devil, fear the darkness, fear the creatures of the night. He will wipe away our tears of remorse, for never again will we sin, never again will we fail to fulfill our whole duty to God and man. He will wipe away our tears of shame, for never again will we blunder and fall, never again will we commit shameful deeds that cause us to hang our heads in humiliation." He will wipe away our tears of repentance, for never again will we have to apologize, and never again will we have to plead for the forgiveness of God or man. He will wipe away our tears of envy, for never again will we be consumed with our lack of accomplishment. Never again will we compare ourselves unfavorably with others. He will wipe away our tears of disappointment, for never again will we experience the sadness and displeasure of falling short of our expectations or His. He will wipe away our tears of self-pity, for never again will we feel sorry for ourselves. Never again will we become self-absorbed with our own shortcomings and failures. He will even wipe away our holy tears of sympathy, for never again will we need to weep with those who weep. What a day that will be when every tear is dried by God's most tender, gentle hand. But I do wonder, might there still be tears in heaven? Didn't God create our bodies with glands to produce them, with eyes to glisten with them, with cheeks to display them? Though we weep at our lowest moments, don't we also weep at our highest? Though our eyes fill with tears when we sink to the valleys, don't they also fill with tears when we soar to the heights? Maybe then, just maybe, such tears will still fill our eyes when we stand before that throne, when we gain a sight of that Lamb, when we join our voices to sing in that salvation. Maybe, just maybe, these will be the only tears in heaven. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. We hope it brought you some comfort and encouragement today and maybe made you feel a little less alone on the journey. Please subscribe so you'll never miss an episode and and maybe leave us a rating in iTunes to help others find the podcast. Again, we're glad you spent a few minutes with us today. It's a blessing to walk beside you as we seek to live well while we're waiting.